Today is January 12th, 2020. And earlier today, at the suggestion of a young friend of mine, I watched the new Disney movie Soul over dinner with my sibling. And if I could just say one thing, it's that my God is the God of hot water. I live with clinical depression. What that means is that when I was eight years old and at camp, a counselor pulled me aside and told me that she thought it would be great if I participated in group conversations more. I agreed. During the next activity, she asked the group of, you know, six to ten-year-olds what emotion they felt most often. My hand shot up, and she smiled and called on me, and my unfiltered, childlike self blurted out, I most often feel sad. Her smile faded, but she recovered and hurriedly tried to get answers from the other kids. And later that afternoon, I was told by my mother that I just couldn't say things like that around other people. Put in adult words, and please don't freak out when I say this, I have never experienced really wanting to live. I can experience enjoyment, and I can be really excited about something. But if I at any point in my life was asked, if it were totally up to you, would you rather live or die? I would answer death every single time. As a non-Christian, every day after about age 10 was a constant weighing of cost-benefit analysis. Would it be easier for the world that day if I were alive or if I were dead? On most days, it was better I was alive. For instance, I had been told that I needed to walk the dog or dust or run an errand with someone. And so if I didn't do that, it would ruin other people's schedules for that Wednesday. So no dying that day. But there were days when it certainly seemed as though my life was more of a burden to the world, or I was pulling a net zero. And on those days, I would start compulsively trying to find ways to die. And every time, sans once, that one landed me in the hospital, I was interrupted. But the number of truly toxic things I've put in my body, I am amazed that I don't have more GI issues than I do. So parents, you can rest assured that all of those toxicity lists definitely underestimate. Throwing up blood and shaking, maybe, but those amounts don't necessarily merit death. And it's not that I'm sad about something. It's that in my body, I feel that visceral feeling you get when a good friend says something awful about you to your face. And you get that dull stab in your heart that then causes blood to rush to your ears and this deep weight on your back and your shoulders. And you're ready to cry, but you try to hold it back. I feel that. But like, a third of the time I'm awake. <laughs> As a Christian, and the Holy Spirit has worked on my heart, I can experience far deeper joy and also far deeper sadness in response to the world than I could have ever dreamt. I've 
been given a concrete purpose in being, being told that I am made in the image of God and I have a mission, that I am to make disciples of every tribe and tongue and nation, and I am told that all of this is accomplished in both the spectacular and the ordinary things of life, speaking truth, serving others, eating and drinking. I am told that every time I fail has already been covered up and forgiven before I've even had the chance to fail, and that I have a relationship with someone who never leaves me alone and always has something for us to do next, even if it seems minuscule and even if it's internal. I also know that my life isn't my own. It's his, and he will do with it whatever he wants. And I'm told that's a good thing because he's trustworthy and good, and both the good things and the bad things of this life will be outweighed by the eternity with him that is to come. And though I am in love with the God behind all of those realities, and I trust with the depths of my soul that he loves me in Christ, some days, from my blinded, warped point of view and my mixed experience, I don't believe any of it. Soul, the movie, climaxed, no spoilers, when a lost soul was given a seed pod. In that moment, she realized that the burdens of purpose and perfection and life and so much else weren't on her nor were they ever. Meaning was found in everyday, regular old living. And although I do not suggest getting your theology from Disney movies, nor do I endorse the entirety of the message, there are days when every embodied facet of me cries out for death. And that whatever God is there, must have misnumbered my days. My brain and my heart argue against it and very much can win. But what silences my body every single time is this, that my God is a God of hot water. I can hold a cup of tea, or drink a mug of hot chocolate, or sit under the flow of a shower, or when immensely desperate, put my hand under a flowing spigot, and right there, in that experience, all of the truths of scripture ring true to my flesh. God is good, and merciful, and gracious, and pure, and loving, and wise, and near, and personal, and holy. This God has lived for you, died for you, resurrected for you, has adopted you as his own, sovereignly reigns over every breath. He is making all things new, and that victory is already secured. The curse is broken, and you will see it undone. It's already being undone now in you by his spirit, and death's sting is gone, and Satan's dominion is vanquished, and the church is being built with Christ as the first fruit. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He holds me together. My life is in his hands, and he is good, and he is trustworthy. 
why? Because I just know. Because our God is a God of hot water.